Welcome to the Companion Chapel. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Tuesday, March 23rd, day 221. It's the book of Zechariah today, chapter 12. Zechariah meaning blessed of Jehovah, blessed of Yahweh. Prophecy that was written for today. Written prophecy that is more relevant to these times right now than ever before. All God's prophecies occur and develop in historical, preliminary, and partial happenings for example, to us, before they lead up to and become fulfilled and permanent. Always remember, it's Zechariah's voice and pen, but God's words. It's divine revelation, not man's imagination. First, please consider your part in the many-member body of Christ. Help magnify and broadcast God's saving word. I create this Bible teaching media. If you have post-media solutions, please get involved. This podcast is only possible through your donations. Please give it up for God at companionchapel.com, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, or e-transfer to email address, companion chapel at gmail.com you are encouraged to send your biblical questions or prayer requests to email address companionchapel at gmail.com or come by for a bible study to number 338 side row 28 slash 29 paisley ontario canada nog 2go and you can text or call the phone number here 519-706-8876 now turn with me in your bibles please to isaiah chapter 12 verse 1 the burden of the word of the Lord for Israel, saith the Lord, which stretcheth forth the heavens and layeth the foundations of the earth and formeth the spirit of man within him. Well, that goes right to the creation story, which is one verse, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. That's one verse in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. Barach in the Hebrew, that means created. That means he created this planet a jewel of the universe the only self-sustaining planet for god to love the world he gave his only begotten son he loves us all and he loves this planet too and uh, psalms 104 will expand on this also verse 2 behold i will make jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all the people round about when they shall be in the siege both against Judah and Jerusalem. And in that day I'll make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. All that burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. In that day, saith the Lord, I will smite every horse with astonishment and his rider with madness. And I will open my eyes upon the house of Judah and will smite every horse of the people with blindness. Well, let's just go over a few things here. First off, what's this cup of trembling? Round about the cup of trembling. Remember, Jesus Christ did not compromise with evil. And you cannot accommodate evil when you get up to heaven and you, and you see the Lord. You meet your maker. That's a guarantee. That's for sure. And it'll be a cup of trembling. What is this cup of trembling anyway? The cup of trembling is full of the ways and things of the world. The cup of trembling is overflowing with greed, gluttony, entitlement, and egotism. It trembles because absolutely there is nothing lasting there's no lasting comfort or inner peace is found within this cup in revelation chapter 17 the great glossary chapter of the bible the cup is full of the filthy abominations of the ways and things of the world and we're gonna have to go to jeremiah chapter 51 just for a quick second and the more on this cup of trembling babylon and remember revelation chapter 17 tells us who babylon is hath been a golden cup in the lord's hands God's in control, that maketh all the earth drunken. The nations have drunken of her wine. Therefore, the nations are mad. Yeah, they're mad. Watch this. This explains itself. Now, in that day, we're going to verse 4. I will smite every horse with astonishment. Is God mad at old Swayback out there eating grass all day? 
He doesn't like My Little Pony. No, we translate within the Bible. And we know horse means systems, power systems. We just had the four horsemen uh, here in the book of Zechariah. And that's the same as the four horsemen in Revelation chapter 6. And the four horsemen are deception. It looks all pretty, but it's deceiving. That's the first horse. The second horse is wars and rumors of wars. Well, look around the planet today. It's just troubles and turmoil. The third one is famine. And famine is the economy. And look what the economy's done to planet Earth. It just creates famines all over the place. It makes people desperate, puts them in binds and burdens. And the fifth horse, or the fourth horse is, who? Um, pestilence. What's pestilence? Just another word for pandemic. Did Jesus Christ tell us all things? He most certainly did. Astonishment. It's a horse. All these power systems of the ways and things of the world are astonishment. That means panic. And it says in verse 3, it says, All the burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces. This word burden here is, a little, is different than the word burden in verse 1. And this word burden means to impose a burden, to impose a burden on yourself. We take these stones, and we're talking about these stones. This word stone is a different word also. These, the building stones, the stones of truth, don't fit anywhere into the man-made belief systems. People try countless ways to build inner peace. They go to great lengths to go to uh, self-help books and gurus of uh, self-help. And it just never leads to anything. Just temporary, no true comfort. Jesus Christ is our comforter. He is our Sabbath. We rest in him daily. He is our rock. Jesus Christ doesn't cause madness. People cause madness from within. All the evil in the world comes from the human heart. And God knows how much affliction each of us needs to humble for the eternity. So God allows this. That's why it's his cup. He allows it. If you people want this, well, there's a great instigator in the world. His name is Satan. And he's the great instigator of all the pain, suffering, and challenges and troubles in the world today. And when it says the burden of the word of the Lord in Israel in verse uh, verse 1 here, what we're talking about is nowhere in the Bible does it say the cakewalk of the word of the Lord. We're just sojourning here through through this time. And what sojourning means is that in First Peter's 2... Uh, two verses, uh, chapter 2, verse 11. As children of God, we do not belong to this world. This world is not our home. We're only passing through. And don't bring in, you can't take these ways and things of the world with you, all these stones that people have that carry with them. Like they just, they can't give up the ways and things of the world. A burden of some stone, the stone of truth. And the truth is a great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell. And we have to remember, Jesus Christ is our rock. He's unmovable. He's, he's our only stability. Okay, so let's just go on for uh, verse 5 here. The governors of Judah shall say in their hearts, the inhabitants of Jerusalem shall be my strength in the Lord of hosts, their God. Okay, we're talking about us right now and in the millennium period. The governors of Jerusalem, remember, Zechariah uses this, this term several times. And we have to think about um, in Revelation chapter 5, where it says, this will be a, a priestly kingdom. I know it says we'll be kings and priests in the millennium, but that doesn't follow in any manuscripts. A priestly kingdom. That means we have a job to do. We have to govern other, other people and help other people accordingly. And where is our strength? Our strength is in the Lord. It's not in what people carry in ways and things of the world. 
Those things will always let you down. A six, in that day I'll make the governors of Judah like a hearth of fire among the wood, a nice comforting place, and like a torch of fire in the sheaf. And they shall devour all the people round about on the right hand and on the left. And Jerusalem shall be inhabited again in her own place, even Jerusalem. What we're talking about is a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. That's the etymology of the word Jerusalem. It's a place of comfort, a place of safety. There is no partiality there. There is no favoritism. There's no bias there. It's a place where everybody feels safe and complete. Verse 7. The Lord also shall save the tents of Judah first, that the glory of the house of David and the glory of the inhabitants of Jerusalem do not magnify themselves against Judah. Now what's being said here is... Uh, because some people enter the kingdom of, of heaven with more biblical knowledge than others. It doesn't mean they can put themselves on a pedestal. Revelation chapter 5, the millennium period, is a priestly kingdom, a great time of teaching. Verse 8, In that day shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and he that is feeble among them in that day shall be as David, and the house of David shall be as God, as, this, as the angel of the Lord before them. Unwavering faith inequality. There's, remember the faith that David had. There's this Goliath guy, he's got an armor bearer, and Goliath is a giant. He's one of the Nephilim. And there goes David out there with a slingshot. This little guy, he didn't have any armor on or nothing. He couldn't carry it. He just goes, walks out there with a slingshot, like in his back pocket, just walking along, like Dennis the Menace. And, and there he sees the giant, and he beelines a stone right, right into this giant's temple, or right into his forehead, I should say. And down he goes, like a bag of wet cement. David had faith. He wasn't scared out there. So don't you be scared about the ways and things of the world. They, they will come on you like a, a burden. But it's, it's no, nothing that we can't handle. It doesn't say that it, we aren't tempted once you realize what Jesus Christ has in store for us, then we aren't tempted by the ways and things of the world anymore. And we're going to learn more about this in this chapter. It really pulls together in 9. And it shall come to pass in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. This is all the governmental systems mankind has come up with. Every plan, plot, purpose of mankind for governing themselves or, find, or writing their own road to salvation or thinking they can find inner peace through the countless ways mankind has come up with as it's written, lead to death. But they always seem like a good idea at first. That's why my, mankind comes up with them and does them. These ideas always start seeing little bands of frustration form around. Then disappointment. Then failure. Then anguish. Then finger pointing, blaming. Entitlement feelings come up. I didn't deserve this. I didn't deserve that. Well, when you humble yourself in all humility, you realize you don't deserve nothing. Jesus Christ is the only way, is the only road to salvation. He's the righteous right arm of Yahweh. He is the ministry of salvation. And always look upon Jesus Christ like this. You have the government like the government of Canada. We have the ministry of labor. You got a labor problem. You got some problems on the job site. Are they going to come around and just be a pain in the butt? Hey, Ministry of Labor. Ministry of Transportation. Go and get around in your pickup truck. Hey, there's a Ministry of Transportation. Go get a license plate and your driver's license and the sticker. Okay. Well, if you want salvation, God sent his righteous right arm. The Ministry of Salvation. Our salvation. Hosanna, Jesus Christ. Please come quickly. 
Verse 10, And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is bitterness for his firstborn. Well, we're going to go to Revelation 1-7. And of course, we're talking about the Lord's Day here. Um, Zechariah is really wrapping up the affairs of time on this age. In, in this chapter and we're like on the verge of the Lord's Day and this is the Lord's Day and I think I'm going to read from Revelation chapter 1 verse 7 behold he cometh with clouds clouds of people and every eye shall see him and they also who pierced him and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him even so amen we all get gathered together like big clouds of people in the valley of jehoshaphat that's in kidron or him hinman and you want to be paddling up the valley of kidron because the valley of hinman ain't so nice and even those that pierced him can you imagine those guys <laughs> they're gonna be looking there they're gonna be trembling they'll be bitter it's bittersweet. The book's bittersweet. Always remember Revelation chapter 10, verse 10. It's bittersweet. In, in, this, in this verse here, in that day, uh, verse 11, in that day shall there be a great mourning in Jerusalem as the mourning of Hadarimlon in the valley of Megiddon. Okay, that's just the surrounding area. Don't read too far into this. Historically, Second Chronicles chapter 35. In the future, it's, the, it's right around the area of Jerusalem. And we're talking about what, why are we mourning? Because it's bittersweet. We're happy, finally, Jesus Christ came. But we're not happy when we see people that we don't even like over in the hell side. And it's not that we don't love them. We just don't love what they're doing and the things they carry, the ways and things of the world. They always tried to change the word of the Lord. They tried to make concessions and negotiate with it. They, they mocked us and they scoffed at us. But we don't feel any consolation whatsoever that they're over in the hell side. Because we have a peace inside of us. And we look at them, just let go of all those things you're carrying. And you can come over to this side. We want everybody to come to repentance. We don't want anybody carrying those things because it's a cup of trembling. It'll never give you inner peace. It doesn't matter how much money and stuff you get in the ways and things of the world. Inner peace can't be bought. And inner peace can't come through all the ways and things of mankind, all the self-help books that people buy. Just like... This is the self-help book right here. It's in your Bible. And it's one book. I know people with whole bookshelves full of self-help books from this guy. Who is, looks like a Goliath. I'm just like, dude, all that stuff he just rips off quotes from, from the book of Psalms and from the book of uh, Proverbs. And gets up there, gets the whole crowd going on adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't forget, he gets to you through your wallet. Don't ever think otherwise. Jesus Christ's salvation and, and uh, peace message is free. You can't buy faith. You can't buy salvation. And you can't buy love. You can't buy inner peace. 12. And the land shall mourn every family apart, the family of the house of David apart, and their wives apart, the family of the house of Nathan apart, and their wives apart, the family of the house of Levi apart, and their wives apart, the family of Ashimia apart, and their wives apart. All the families that remain, every family apart, and their wives apart. Why is that? Well, Jesus Christ tells us all things, so I'll just finish up this lesson here. In Mark 3, verse 33, and I don't have a place mark in here, so i got to find it. 
and what Jesus Christ teaches us. He teaches us. Mark 3.33. And he answered, saying unto them, Who is my mother? Who is my brethren? And he looked around about him, behold, which sat about him, and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren, for whosoever shall do the will of God, the same as my brother, my sister, my mother. We're talking about the many-membered body of Christ. We're there for the marriage. We are the wife or the bride. We are to be possessed by the Father. It's just, uh, just observe the changes in that day. We're no longer in these wanting, longing flesh bodies. There's no more procreation. There's no more perverted uh, sensual lust. We're in, the, we're in the spiritual bodies instantly. Good riddance to these flesh bodies. Well, I hope you enjoyed chapter 12, the book of Zechariah. My name is Mike. This is the Companion Chapel. And if you could please promote and share this podcast, or if you have post media, post media solutions for this podcast, use your gift that God allowed you. And make sure you make your gift is not a gift unless you use it. Same like a talent is not a talent unless you use it. My name is Mike. This is the Companion Chapel. Companionchapel at gmail.com or come by for a Bible study to number 338, side row 28 slash 29, Paisley, Ontario, Canada, N-O-G-2-G-O. I thank you very much for listening. I hope you're enjoying the book of Zechariah. Have a great day and bye for now.